Friends, this is Will Parker. Did you know that Principal Matters reaches thousands of leaders each month? To date, we have more than 1.4 million downloads. And we're also serving education leaders just like you with Grow Academies, Masterminds, Executive Coaching, and Keynote Presentations. I want to invite you to collaborate. As you think about your professional learning for the coming year, how have you reflected on where you and your team members want to grow? I'd like to offer you a complimentary 30-minute session of reflection via Zoom to think about areas of growth. If interested, email me at will at williamdparker.com and we can find a time to connect. Thank you for learning together. Enjoy today's show and thank you for doing what matters. Principal Matters Podcast, episode 378. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about surfing the crest of new waves with my special guest, Mark Girotz. Girotz. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Mark Giarotz is an education leader with a career spanning 40 impactful years. Born in New Zealand as the youngest of seven to Dutch immigrant parents, Mark's university education journey began at 16 as the youngest student at Teachers College. By 30, he had assumed his first principal role in Vakatani, New Zealand. Venturing abroad, he taught in Bangladesh, deepening his love for travel and the international baccalaureate education system. This passion led him to the International School of Basel, where he spent 12 years. Later, Mark revitalized Scott's Independent School in Australia, transforming its enrollment and financial well-being. Currently, the head of senior and deputy principal at Fintona in Melbourne, Australia, Mark anticipates a well-deserved retirement soon. Alongside his wife, Yvonne, a former teacher, they have shared adventures across diverse education systems. As Mark reflects on his vast experiences, he is especially excited about his newfound role as a grandfather. Mark Giarotz, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. You've been a friend of this podcast for nine years, but you've been a leader for so much longer. Why don't you fill in the gaps in that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you? Hey, thank you, Will. Um, it just feels quite surreal to be on this on this podcast after listening to you and your wonderful guests for, for nine years. Um, you've certainly carried me through some some storms and uh, buoyed me on the on the crest of some wonderful new waves as well. So I thank you for that, and it's an honor to be here. Well, I, st I stole that surfing the crest of new waves from your signature on your email because I was like, this this so describes your life. What what would su surprise listeners to know about you, Mark? Um, well, gosh, we've, uh, as you say, we've traveled a long time. There was also a, a stint of four years as principal in, in South Korea between Switzerland and, and coming to Australia. I guess some of the things that uh, that don't appear there is you know, certainly surfing has always been a passion. Uh, I have surfed uh, with dolphins, which is beautiful, with sharks, which was terrifying, and with orca and, and even baby uh, uh, orca, which was uh, just exhilarating and, and terrifying. Um I was also a butler uh, in England in an estate in, uh, in England for quite some time, the butler and the baker. Um, and Yvonne, my wife, was the cook. So that was that was an eye-opener to uh, another side of life. 
And uh, I worked in a psychiatric hospital for for a while as a as a younger man as well. So all great eye openers. But um, the big thing through life has always been the fam, my family, my wonderful three girls, uh, and and certainly the wonderful experiences and new waves that we've we've surfed. Well. Okay, I just have to pause and say some things about those gaps, <laughs> Mark. I've had this thought and I've never expressed it till now, but I'm going to ask you to correct me if I'm wrong. There have been so many times when I'm in schools where I think sometimes we as principals get a little heady thinking that we are the head of a school or the leader of a school. And I've often thought, I, you know, sometimes it feels more like we're the butler of the school. Because <laughs> because we're managing all of the work that other people actually own. So help me there. Am I am I close to the, the, in that description as a former butler? Uh, you're so right. We are the butler and we are the baker. Um, <laughs> we are we are putting together ingredients from all sources uh, that have come from wonderful people and trying to make something that is beautiful and something that works. Uh, and definitely the butler. We are there to serve. I think uh, in my 40 years, if there's anything I've learned, I've learned that we are we are the servant. Uh, we're the servant of, of of the school, of the community, and, and of the students um, there to serve them for greater needs and greater, greater opportunities. Well, you have served in so many ways. And when I think about your service as a butler, a psychiatric hospital employee, a family man, a traveler, a surfer. It's interesting how all of those elements of your life have been reflected in your work and in your leadership. Can you describe a little bit for listeners? You've been in a lot of places and you're stepping into retirement, but tell us about your current school and some of the outcomes your school community is most proud of. Mm, yeah. So I sort of fell into Fintanau uh, to a degree. We were um, We were looking at retiring um, or early retirement. And my daughter was about to have her, our first grandson. So that was a, a big prompt there. And then I guess I was recruited to to move into this position where there was a gap, an unexpected gap as the deputy principal. Um, and I just thought, well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, having been a principal for quite some time, which as we all know, is a 24 seven job. I thought this would offer the opportunity of a, a little bit more free time or, or a focused time, as well as still maintaining that, that strong connection. Fintana is a, is a girls' independent school in Melbourne. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful school, and the students are just, oh, I couldn't have been finishing my career in a better place. Uh, mm. They are, are wonderful. And I guess one of the things that's really struck me, um, having had three girls myself and now working in an independent girls' school, is is the the power that these young women have that we can nurture and create, um, and we bring in a lot of alumni that have really done extraordinary things that just inspire our girls, uh, and I see that as as just being a fundamental. I've always questioned the the single sex schools, and I've wondered how they've they've been in a sort of an unnatural state within our community, but in this regard, I can see nothing but uh, absolute opportunity um, to, to seek and to, to find their place uh, in the world. So my, my position uh, is particularly around well-being uh, at the moment at, at Fintana, and this is on the, um, the tail of COVID, and I know we hear that all the time, but goodness me, 
the damage that COVID has done to our young people is quite significant and it is really coming out now and will be coming out for years to come just in terms of anxiety and in terms of a, a shift in focus. Young people today don't see the world as we did, uh, as I did. I'm, I know I'm a bit older, but you know we looked at a career and that was probably going to be it. You know, we're talking seven careers now. And there's a lot of anxiety around that. And I've seen anxiety in their home and they're carrying it and wondering what the future may hold for them. So that's my role particularly, is working with them. I have a huge advantage uh, or luxury or, or benefit in that I have Fabio, my dog. Um, Fabio's a black lab. He was a failed, we say career change, but a failed seeing eye dog uh, who comes in with me every single day and works with the students and he basically sits there and provides uh, an, an alternative vent for them um, where they can talk to me and pat him and just refocus. Oh. So that's that's been lovely. It's absolutely well, lovely. You may have to send me a photo of Fabio so that when I share okay. the show notes out, we can let people see the wonderful support that Fabio's providing for your school. I was, as you're talking, Mark, I was just thinking about the fact that um, I have not interacted with very many principals who lead all boys or all girls schools. But interestingly, as I was thinking back through my list of those who I have, most of them are in international settings. And so I've interviewed principals in South Wales and Canada in South Africa and in Australia. And so You've done a lot of work in international schools, but you have had your experience in 40 years gives you an experience, as you said, in seven, diff seven different types of career opportunities. So what have you found that has remained consistent for educators that are working in those settings? And what have you found that has changed the most in, in your service? Mm. Um, consistency is our kids, uh, and, and whether I also did two years, uh, in the Solomon Islands as a volunteer teacher as well. I didn't put that in, uh, that was right at the beginning of my career, uh, Vaughn and I, and I guess the one thing that has been a constant is the students We're there, whether they're from Outback Islands in the Solomon Islands or from pharmaceutical backgrounds in, in Basel and Switzerland, they're much the same. They've grown up in, in different environments, but they need the same thing. Uh, they need to be felt that they, they need to feel that they are important. They need to feel that they are liked and loved. They need to be cared for. They need to feel the opportunity of at least of success. And they need to think, hey, I can make a difference. I, um, I I will make a difference. And I, no matter where we've been in the world, that struck me the most. And I think that's why I've just remained in education. Because on the other hand, there have been so many changes um, in education. Uh, some of these are, are fads and we see fads going on all the time. This is the the one thing we must all teach this way, throw everything else away and and get into it. Uh, and I've seen that come and go uh, many times. But at the root of it all, we come back to the children and how we engage with those children and how we teach them 
in a class. They just want to feel that they have a relationship with you, which is fundamental to getting through any form of, of knowledge or skill or, or life force um, is that, that relationship. So what I love the... about... Yeah, and what, what I love about that, Mark, is that especially when I talk to veteran educators who I look up to as role models, so often when they're engaging with um, and I'm thinking, I'm going to give you an example. I have a friend, dear friend, whose name is Dr. Barb Sorrells, and she does a lot of work with schools engaging students who've been through trauma. And she works primarily with early childhood. And so so often I, I've seen her engage teachers and educators, and here's a model to try and, and for engaging a child, and here's some things to think about with pacing. And And I've sat with her after those trainings, and she has looked at me and said, Will, you realize that all I'm doing is providing them with developmentally appropriate activities that have been consistently helpful for kids for very for a very very long time. And so so Mark what I love about what you said about every student needs to feel they are important, cared for, provided opportunities to succeed and to believe that they can make a difference. That's so universally true no matter the time, the place or the period that you live in. So Thank you for that. And you're right. The fads come and they go. Uh, we are always being asked to do something new or something different. But if you can hold on to those essentials, I think that you're in a good place. What would you like to add to that? Yeah. And and when I say fads, I certainly don't um, pass them aside. I mean, everything that happens in education brings something new, brings something that's going to be really advantageous to us as, as, as teachers and to our students as well. But it's it's don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, a lot of what is tried and true is is very very important. Um, schools are are all about kids, and I guess the the one thing, and this was the credo at, in Korea when I was um, I was head of the senior school, principal of senior school, and it was finding your spark of genius in every child. And that's I've carried that with me through Scots and through Fintanar and and Will with my own grandchildren. Every child has a, a an area of genius, and we've got to find that spark, ignite it, uh, and make it burn. Um, whether it's in the arts or sports or academics or creating or tech or or whatever, every child has a spark of genius. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. I'm, you know, I'm writing that down. And I'm going to hold on to that, Mark. Over the years, you've also been a part of a lot of other teams. And so it, it's so interesting to me because I work with leaders who some their entire careers in one place, and sometimes their career takes them to many places. But you've led some pretty significant transformations in the work that you've done. So can I pick your brain? I, I would just love to hear some of your feedback. If you're working with someone who's trying to lead significant change in their school, what advice would you give them? Um, I think the first thing and where where I made so many mistakes uh, is make haste slowly, especially when you take on your first principalship or, or, or significant leader, leadership role. We're so infused and passionate and, and we want to rip in there and and do it and, and do it better and make it great. Um but it's make haste slowly. Get to know your environment. Get to know 
the teachers and the students and the community. Um, you don't need a rush to fix things, but that will happen and it will work well, but you need to bring those teams on board, especially if you're moving into an environment where you know, there have been um, teachers there for a long time, community, community members, families that have been there for a long time, they're going to always be looking at the new person on the block with some suspicion um, and some fear, and it's bringing them on board first and allowing them to see and that you're there for the community and that you want to work, work, work and walk um, with them. So make haste slowly. Talk, 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 talk. Uh, talk to the people, talk to the children, talk to your community, engage with them, interact with them on the shop floor. One of the first things uh, I learned is um, um, management by walking around. Uh, it is so, so important uh, that you, you go into every classroom and you're seen by the kids and the staff. Um, you're on duty, you're kicking a footy with the, with the kids, um, engaging with them. So that trust will then, it'll come together uh, from there. Um, you're going to make mistakes. You're also going to upset people. Uh, and, and the big thing, ego is a big part of principalship. And I think an element of ego is, is really important. Uh, a fantastic book, and I'm just, the, you'll know, Will, the name of the author, uh, Ego is the Enemy. Um, oh, gosh, who wrote that? I'll look it up while you're explaining. He, he is fantastic. I've read a, a number of his books, but that book just struck a chord. Ego is the enemy. It's a little, little red book, and it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, ego is important in our job. We need to, to have a little uh, confidence in ourselves, um, belief in ourselves, uh, be able to reflect on our successes. But it's also the enemy as well, because it's not about you. It's, it's, Ego is yeah. the enemy. The fight to master our greatest opponent by Ryan Holiday. That's it, Ryan Holiday. Absolutely fantastic writer. Uh, mm. he's, he's some some brilliant stuff. Um, but don't worry if you make mistakes. Uh, like we say to the kids all the time, mistakes are great. It's from mistakes that we learn. Uh, accept your mistakes. Look at where they are and know that you will make them. Be ready to drop this fantastic project that you thought was going to be the change maker for everything and realign shift move it um, it will happen in every career and it's from those areas that we really really develop so mistakes are fine it will damage and it will dent the ego and we will reel and, and, and hurt for a while but then we get back on the horse and and, and ride on and next time we'll do it better um, so don't be afraid of mistakes Create contacts, create relationships, talk, 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 and know that it's always about the kids. Always. I love that. There's so much wisdom there, Mark. So Principal Matters listeners, you know, I love to summarize, but make haste slowly. Talk, talk, talk. Management by walking around. You will make mistakes. Ego is the enemy and create contacts and relationships. Mark, take us back to a moment in your leadership where you have had to overcome something really difficult. And I know for when I think back, it's so easy to remember our mistakes, but walk us through a scenario where some of those things that you're talking about, you had to put into practice for a real situation for real outcomes. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it certainly was a, a, a difficult time. There's been a few of them, Will, um, where I've really had to realign and, and refocus and, and shift. I guess one was moving into uh, one of my schools and a, a pretty young man and very, very confident um, because I just thought, Yo, I'm, I'm young, I'm vibrant, I know where education is going uh, and so on. Uh, and I saw the curriculum program that was in place, but I really felt that it wasn't catering for all the needs. So I set up a, a program which was, well, I guess it's, it was around differentiation. Um, and while even now I think it was absolutely the right path for the students, I just went in all wrong. Um, uh, it was just boots and all so fast. And, you know, at a staff meeting saying, hey, guys, this is this is the way to go. This is what we need to do from next week. Everyone's going to be doing this kind of differentiation with our with our students. And I had some quite old staff at, at that time who just sort of looked at me and thought, who is this whippersnapper um, who's coming in and saying, throw everything out and do it this way. Uh, and they didn't say anything, but I really felt, I walked out of that staff room thinking, oh, great, we're moving in the right, but thinking, mm, there's something not quite right there. And I had a couple of uh, brave people on the staff who came and said, whoa, Mark, you know, probably a little bit too much, too soon, too quick, uh, which, which it was. It absolutely was. And I, I basically went back in there uh, into the next staff meeting and I apologized profusely. I said, look, that was, that was a big mistake. Um, I'm new, I'm keen, I'm enthusiastic. I should be listening to you. I do believe that some of these things are real. How do you think we should implement them? How should we as a team work towards them? What do you think of these things are are, are worthwhile? And let's and it it did work then, but I had to. I was it took a while to build that trust back um, and to think. Well, this isn't all just about the education. It's about the staff and the kids and and where we've been as well as where we're going. Uh, so it, it it took a turnaround and some licking of wounds. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Over one million teachers use IXL in their classrooms every day for one reason. They love it. IXL is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform for K-12. It provides schools with a personalized curriculum, thousands of instructional resources, and actionable diagnostic data. IXL saves teachers valuable time with ready-made plans aligned to their standards and textbooks. Built-in engagement tools such as customizable competitions make learning fun for students. Dr. Trujillo, superintendent at Tucson Unified School District, says this is what he loves about IXL. Quote, for the teacher, IXL opens up the door to be a lot more effective and provide more differentiated instruction to the different subgroups of students in their class. End quote. Empower your teachers with the tools and insights they need to enhance instruction, all in one single, easy-to-use platform. Get started today at IXL.com. Support for Principal Matters comes from Summer Pops Math Workbooks. Our friend Pete over at Summer Pops once said to me, 
quote, when school leaders are able to gather as a community and freely discuss issues and strategies, it can only have a positive impact on maintaining successful schools. And Will, I love watching schools succeed, end quote. You know, Summer Pop's math workbooks sells thousands of workbooks every year. That's thousands of students returning to the classroom every fall, better prepared and more confident in their math skills. And Pete wanted to reach out and ask you, this leadership community, to help raise that number to tens of thousands of students a year. I have seen the Summer Pops workbooks, and they are worth a look. And it's a free look. If you're interested in Summer math workbooks, or you're just curious, visit summerpopsworkbooks.com and request your free samples today. And the the amazing thing, Mark, is how many veteran leaders I have heard tell similar stories about to younger leaders and how many younger leaders that I visit with who are still really eager to try new things. And so sometimes it takes that bump uh, or that difficulty. And you said that earlier, sometimes it takes an experience of failure or challenge to step back and realize the lessons that you've learned from that. While I have you in the room, I want to ask you this too, because you are at a point in your life and in your career where uh, your grandfather, congratulations, Mm -hmm. um, you've raised uh, three daughters, I believe. And, uh, and, uh, but I talked to, a lot of younger leaders who are stepping into the principalship or school leadership. And they'll ask me this privately. Um, and some of them have read my book, pause, breathe, flourish. And so I know they have this concern because it's a concern that I think resonates with all people, men, women, it doesn't really matter is, which is how do I maintain excellence in the work I'm doing, but also connection to those are most important to me. And I know none of us has done that without making mistakes, but can you speak to that for a little bit in terms of that balance, again, from your perspective, looking back um, and currently, what are some thoughts you would give to leaders for some life practices that may help them in their work practices? Mm. And I think uh, that's such a fundamental question, Will, that that we often neglect or or ignore. Um, And I know certainly from your podcast uh, over the nine years, it has carried me through uh, that that pause brief uh, and flourish. Because when you move into principalship, it becomes 24-7. And even now, uh, even though I've known these things, I know Yvonne, my wife, has said to me, now that I've taken on the uh, job at Fintaner and it's a DP and it's... um, part-time now uh, for the last couple of months as I moved to retirement, she said, oh, gosh, Mark, um, there's something different about you. <laughs> and she's she's still here, so it's good. Um, but, you know, you don't realize, and it's not just principals, it's teachers in general, that we can be, this job is the best job in the world. It is the most rewarding job in the world. It is the most important job in the world. But it is also a job that is all consuming um and if we're not careful it will eat us up so you've got to be kind to yourself uh and whatever shape or or form that may take um i think there are key components you've got to keep fit you've got to keep eat well you've got to have a balanced life of, of 
good fun and every now and then just go crazy, um, you must have someone to talk to. I'm gifted. Von and I were very young. We met at Teachers College. So, um, you know, we were married at 21. Uh, so we've had a long time together. But she's my best friend and she is my rock uh, when things have got really tough. You find that someone. Um, even get a dog. <laughs> Fabio's been great in there as well. So someone to talk to, some interest outside of your school, outside of your education is, is really uh, important. Um, and know that if it's not right, move on. If if you're in an environment where it's not working for you, don't be afraid to move on, to change. Um, some people will stay just because they think they need to stay, and that that's not a good thing. But enjoy and celebrate your successes because there are far more of those, I guarantee everyone has, than, than the failures. Celebrate those, be kind to yourself, um, and and have friends, uh, mm. team and outside your team. Oh, I love that. I'm going to pause for just a second, Mark, because this morning I was leading in a mastermind through Principal Matters with a, a group of really great leaders and all across the Ohio area where I'm doing some work with leaders that I've been now with the same group of leaders for at least three years, some of them four. And we have a practice at the end of every one of those sessions where I pause and I ask them to write down some responses to four statements. And I ask them to just kind of score yourself on a scale from one to five, one being none or little time, five being lots of time. How would you score yourself in these four areas? And I'm not giving you this quiz, Mark. I'm just giving this as an example to listeners because the principals who have been doing this practice with me um, a couple of them have told me that they actually do this with their staff meetings now. And so mm -hmm. here, here are the four statements. So I'm just going to give this away as a free tool to any listeners out there. And if you'd like to see a slide where I have all of these written on one in one slide, you can certainly email me and I'll send them to you. But statement one, and so if you're listening to this, pause right now and just score yourself because they reflect everything Mark just said. One, I have been visible with every student, every teacher every day this past week. How walkable is your management? How connected are you with the people you're leading? So on a scale from one to five, what score would you give? Statement two, I have been meditating, listening to, reading, or reflecting on helpful books or lessons. And this podcast counts as a way that you're continuously connecting with learning. Because if you stay a learner, you inspire learning. Statement three, on a scale from one to five, I have been making healthy choices in my sleep, nutrition, and exercise. And statement four, I have been faithful to my loved ones with my time and attention. Those, and, and then out of those four areas, if you had to total that up out of 20, how are you doing? I can't tell you, Mark, how many times leaders have reflected back with me that then just anticipating that they're going to be asked those four questions motivates them to go to the gym or call their wife or eat a better meal, yeah. <laughs> or, or get out and walk to school. And so again, if anyone's interested in having that as a, as a quick reflection for yourself, just email me at will at williamdparker.com. What would you add to that, Mark? Because that I just couldn't help but thinking about that as you were explaining those thoughts on being kind to yourself. 
Oh, gosh, I think they are wonderful, Will. And um, I, I would be worried about scoring myself at, at different times when you know, you're under 10, uh, and that becomes a real worry. But um, when you when you add them up, the other beauty of those is that yeah, if you if you kept the record of of those areas and looked over time, you'd soon identify this. Yeah, perhaps an area that you are really missing out on a lot, and you know, be it family time or or getting out of the office, which is so so easy not to do. You know that we get so caught up with the paperwork, etc. That oh, the day has passed and we haven't been out there. Um, and if you see that over time, I think that is an incredibly valuable exercise. So there's a target for you. That's your next month. That's going to be the one I'm going to work on. I'm going to um, put in my calendar every single day. This is the time my PA will help me. Uh, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And I know I've often thought of that. I've never actually calculated it like that, but I think that would be a concrete form I would love to love to use. Very good. Well, Mark, I wish listeners could have the same joy that I'm getting. This is an audio podcast, but just the joy I'm getting of getting to look at your smiling face while <laughs> you're starting your day and and I'm ending my day uh, because yeah. of our time zones. But, but as we wrap up, I just want to give you an opportunity to any other thoughts that you would like to share with listeners as a veteran leader who is stepping from a long career of leadership into some well-deserved uh, retirement, but how can listeners stay connected to you? And what are some parting words of advice you'd like to leave with them? Gosh, well, it, it, I, I just feel so great to be on your show after so many years. Um, and, you know, if I have a, just a, a seed for one person out there, uh, that, that would make my day. Um, I think to new and aspiring principals or, or leaders, um, there's a couple of things. My my daughter, one of my daughters, is a, uh, a journalist for the Age, uh, which is a big newspaper here in Melbourne, and uh, she wrote an article some time ago on the imposter syndrome, and it is such a real thing uh, in every career, but I think particularly in teaching and in education, and for new teachers and for new leaders. The imposter syndrome is something you most will feel where you'll think, gosh, you're sitting in your office. I shouldn't be here. Um, this is, you know, I'm not worthy of this or I'm not ready for this. Uh, but you are. You are. And, and you're there because you deserve to be there and you will make good things happen. But just take it slowly. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, it will happen. And there will be great times that you'll, you'll, celebrate in there and tough times as well. I, I would say to to new leaders, have a mentor. Um, it's very important to have someone that, you know, is, I'm happy if someone's out there looking for someone, I'm going to have a lot more time just to chat. Uh, that would be fantastic. But have someone that you can just talk to, not in your institution, have that as well, but someone outside that understands where you are and is just an ear, and perhaps offers a little advice here and there. Um, I think it's very important. That certainly carried me through. And no matter where you are in your career, a mentor is 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 very valuable. But like I said, um, fads are great. Take from them the good things. Uh, put aside the the other things, but don't be consumed by them. 
have lots of friends. And the, the old adage of, of you know, um, be friendly, but you're not always a friend to kids is, is a big thing. You've, they've got to see you as friendly and there for them. Um, I think that's that's vital. And staff to a degree too. Uh, sleep, <laughs> eat, breathe, flourish. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's so, so important as, as well. But you know, this is the best job. Uh, it is amazing what we, it, the tiny little things. I know in Switzerland, after about five, six years there, a student came in. I didn't read. They had a big beard and, and they were a big, bulky uh, guy. He came in, comes up to me and says, Oh, Mr. Drats, Mr. Drats. Uh, and I'm thinking, Goodness me, who's this? Oh, look, I've always remembered you, he says. I've always remembered you because one morning you walked in. And I was in class and I was feeling lousy. And you just popped the little card on my desk and said, happy birthday, mate. Have a great mm -hmm. day. He said, I've never, ever forgot that. And I mean, how simple is that? It's incredible. But the little tiny things that we do with kids and for kids are remembered and will make a, make a difference. It's a butterfly effect. Um, so I asked you, Will, a few years ago, if I could use your little mantra, what you do, what we do every day matters. And you very graciously said yes. Um, and I have used that with my staff when I write newsletters or memos. At the bottom, I always put, hey, remember, what you do every day matters. Mm. And that is so true. And I really appreciate that. I love it. Uh, and it is the, the greatest job. Um, when you see those kids coming back in with their own kids and they say, oh, I remember. Um, and you think, yes, <laughs> well, this is wonderful. Oh. But um, yeah, if uh, to keep in touch with me, um, more than happy. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Facebook. And my email is M for Mark, uh, Y for Yvonne. Uh, Gerard's our surname, G-E-R-A-E-T-S at gmail.com. So mygerarts at gmail.com. Very happy to hear from people and chat and talk and share more. There's so much more um, in 40 years to, to share. Maybe one day I'll write that book too, Will. <laughs> and, and <laughs> well, when you there. do, I'm ready to read it. Mark oh, Gerarts, I'm so, so honored that you reached out and have corresponded with me for a long time and that you were willing to be a guest on Principal Matters. And I will put your email in the show notes so that people can connect with you there. But until next time, my friend, thank you so much for leading and serving and doing what matters in your schools and Principal Matters listeners, just like Mark said, what you do matters. And we'll talk to you again soon. Find free resources like this one at williamdparker.com. Subscribe for our free weekly newsletter, which contains bonus material. And also check out the links for Grow Academy's Masterminds Executive Coaching and Keynote Presentations from my books, as well as from Principal Matters Associates. You can find out more under our Speakers tab at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together, and thank you for doing what matters.